So now let's talk about podcast three, the elements. Just giving names around here. Don't pay much importance to this. Pay attention to the content and the message. So now we talk one of start speaking about the cornerstones of consciousness approach to a spherical civilization. What do we mean? These are all concepts. This can be expanded. Every bullet in this uh, presentation can be expanded, greatly expanded by any of you who choose to participate with this, go with this. Yes? So let's begin without further ado. So what's the consciousness approach? Okay, consciousness as the basis of everything around us, including subatomic particles, even the even the muons, the sub-subatomic particles, they are alive. Everything around us is alive. That's what consciousness is, and we'll enhance that bit more and more. Is what will build a new approach in all human knowledge, understanding, and go into all directions. There is really nothing like living and non-living. That's the biggest lie we are taught in this education system. Everything is alive, if you want to call it that. Maybe degrees of it, maybe frequencies of it, maybe um, maybe a cup, or the atoms in a cup, or in, in your mouse pad, or in a tree, or in the feathers of a bird, or a leaf, or a stone, is different to what human beings understand as consciousness but everything is consciousness everything is that energy that field yes we'll talk about it a little more later so consciousness till now has been restricted to esoterics you know just some spirituality stuff some lala land where they are sensitives of all kinds intuitive sensitives psychics yogis etc 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 they have somehow tapped into a field and they are seeing everything is alive in consciousness. Somehow we are not. The rest of the masses are not. So what are they tapping into? And how can they do all these uh, seemingly miraculous stuff that's largely ignored? See, We need to bring that back into the mainstream. We need to have a consciousness approach to everything. Even the mainstream knowledge. It has to be a subject now. Consciousness is the doorway from which we approach the new civilization. We have to make this one of the pillars of foundations of building a spherical civilization. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. These just remain ideas. right? We have to build on the basis of consciousness that everything is conscious, everything is alive. There is nothing like living and non-living there's such a narrow approach to saying human beings and birds and plants and a bacteria is alive, while as, whereas the rock um, or water or earth, the dirt of the earth is not alive in some way. But you may not understand it as your definitions of alive, but that's so restricted. And we'll see in a minute how. With regard to every subject, creation through consciousness creates new beginnings in every field of human living, life and longevity. Regeneration of consciousness gives absorption, inner growth, nurturing, allows for sustenance of human life and living in balance with all the sphere of life we talked about. Engagement with consciousness. Now I'm using the create, generate, engage, expand, uh, the pillars of the human action, right? So these are the definitions of that. And so let's go to the subject and 
one more before we go. So, spherical embodiment of consciousness. Now, why do I say spherical? Because it goes like I spoke of before in other slides uh, and other podcasts even in the beginning, the first five chapters. Everything is a fractal. Everything is fractal of one another. Everything is interlaced, intertwined. So, spherical systems go in all directions. So, spherical systems of education, research, pure science, applied sciences, studying and developing consciousness as a subject. I'm talking about a mainstream subject in your universities, in your schools. Start teaching consciousness from, from the ground up, from all education systems. It's a subject. And it will keep developing as the, as the children grow. So they can start from the basic element of consciousness and expand it into further. Gathering all human knowledge, esoteric sciences, experiments already known. There are many things already known, they are suppressed. Because there's old energy which we already spoke of plenty of times, will not go there again. Ease of control, domination, etc. So that's a low consciousness. We'll never expand as humanity if we keep going back into low consciousness. Right? So spherical systems... We'll have institutions, governance, laws, structures. All human participation should have studied consciousness as a subject. Then you'll formulate better institutions, formulate, have better laws and governance and different structures that we make. It's known that you have to have structures in order to function as a civilization. But that has to be, have a proper basis, not incorrect uh, assumptions and lies. Uh, spherical systems revalue and rejuvenate all current systems to align with consciousness. It's about aligning with truth rather than aligning with lies. So, spherical systems reintegrate, expand all knowledge into a single platform of systematic study. That's the important word there. It has to have a systematic study based on scientific proofs, logic in all fields. Now, let's see how that is going to come about. So let's see how now, okay? Good, let's go to every field. So consciousness and biology, okay? The biological field that each being sits in is scientifically already known, mapped, that all life forms, flora, fauna, including human body energy field, can be seen, captured as image on the paper. Now, there have been many scientists, I think there's some... even Russian scientists, I think they have done ages ago mapping of the fields around living things. There's an Indian scientist called Jagdish Chandra Bose who has also studied that all plant has life. He's put electrodes on a leaf, measured the fluctuations with human emotions. You can talk to a plant, you can talk to a tree. So they respond in their electrical signals. So there is interaction among what we have narrowly defined as life, which is only things that can multiply. We have fixed definitions of it to get rid of those, expand those definitions um, to capture all life, even what we call non-living subatomic structures. Anyway, we'll go to that later. So the biological field, every um, all flora, fauna, all the, including the tiniest bacteria, has a field around it. It sits in a field. This can be captured, this can be photographed, captured on an image, on paper. 
and you'll see the field. This is not studied properly. This has to be studied in detail as a subject. Everything I'm saying has to be captured in a subject. And this has to be a separate subject called consciousness. And you take all the fields into that and integrate it. It is scientifically known that human DNA alters all biological fields. This is already studied again. I think Russian scientist Vladimir Poponin or someone. So they have studied this. That human DNA is a least understood of the structures. It has got something very, very special which is alters the fields. Okay, this has to be studied. Expansion through systematic education of how this consciousness freely interacts, how it can be used in benevolence for harmony with the spheres of life. Right? Uh, human being biorhythms. There's just some points I have cited. There are a lot more I think you can probably cite in consciousness in biology. So the biorhythm cycles of sleep, brainwave patterns, how we how the day daylight affects day and night affects the functioning, how our sleep patterns, hormonal cycles, everything is known, but it's taught very less in biology. Why are we not taught that we are beings of consciousness? Right from a young age. Teach them, starting from primary school, teach them as soon as they study science, teach them these. Make it a subject. Consciousness in physics and chemistry. The principles of quantum physics is already known now for some time. Right? How even two electrons placed apart are entangled with one another. It's even news these days. As I speak this, there's already news that scientists have entangled some... 20 trillion atoms together. What is entanglement? One electron, if they affect in one place, it affects another electron completely in a different place, separated by space and time. So how is behavior of one altering the behavior of another? So there's something going on in physics and in chemistry. Now this is supposedly non-living. But quantum physics basically captures one of the essence of consciousness in what we have narrowly defined before as living and non-living. So, as you can see, quantum entanglement is part of consciousness of what we call atomic structures, subatomic structures, particles, the tiniest of particles that we have known so far. Maybe there are more. Magnetic fields of earth, overlapping magnetic fields of all elementals is also already known. The principle of inductance. We are living in a field, magnetic field of the earth, everything here. Our body currents are constantly electrical. All nervous currents are electrical. And that electrical field is in inductance or an interface with the magnetic field of the earth. Well, how does the magnetic field of the earth, which is shifting now, by the way, as this is being made, a lot, so much so that they have to organize the compasses and the calibration of the runways of the airports. How is it affecting us? How is it affecting all physics? So, expansion through systematic education has to be done. Again, this has to be brought in mainstream. It has to be taught as consciousness, not as something inanimate. What we call anima or the life force has to be redefined. 
It's a very old structure called animate or anima or the soul or the life-giving principle of all things. Where life is everywhere, including the subatomic particles, but they were not invented when the word anima or animation or soul or life was defined ages ago. So that time there was no quantum physics, there was no quantum chemistry, there was no quantum biology, nothing. So in chemistry it's well known that each molecule carries a specific magnetic moment. Many of you who are scientific students already know this. What is a magnetic moment? It carries a certain magnetic moment and this ability to react or be a catalyst or to bind and be reactive, oxidate or reductive agent etc. is already known. So how does each atom behave like this? About the valency, about how it has a magnetic moment and how it affects with the magnetic moment of earth. Can it be changed? Can it be altered? The, the quantum chemistry is also an evolving science. We'll start teaching it in relation to consciousness now. Hi, Dan. The dynamic interaction possibilities between fields, entanglements that can happen at atomic and subatomic levels are what the sphere of life and all its components are built from. It is therefore necessary to be an integral part of research and education in the new paradigms. Like I said, these are very, very core concepts. Can be enhanced, each one of these. Each one of these bullets is a, is a topic in itself. We can make a whole series of podcasts on that. Consciousness in mathematics and geometry. Principles of geometry as it relates is in all patterns of nature. The golden ratio. The spelling has come out wrong. The Fibonacci series. The log and exponential scales. The shapes, spheres, uh, platonic solids, etc. etc. This is, I'm telling you, what is known. Known principles. But as it relates to consciousness. I'm tying the two threads together. Okay. So, the geometry as it is derived from mathematics is also well known. How the number relates to shapes, proportions, scales. This is also known in both geometry and mathematics. They are interwoven. Because mathematics and geometry and the platonic solids all are interrelated. There is, as I said before, it's got proportions, it's got shapes, it's got scales. Mathematics and science of numbers, the basic stem of stem cell from which all theory of sciences are validated. So mathematics is is self-evident. The science of numbers, the science of exponentiation, the science of pi, the science of golden ratio, the science of Max Planck's constant in quantum physics, etc., etc., all is known. It follows a certain mathematical pattern and that affects all life and it is rooted in consciousness. Everything is alive. <clears throat> Mathematics as it relates to calculus, abstractions of algebra, are the cornerstone of all pure and applied physics and chemistry. To understand the dynamic behavior of everything, ranging from macro to subatomic particles when applied and refreshed with consciousness approach. This will only give the new meaning of life where we take consciousness into everything that we are studying. Consciousness in liberal arts, the, the subjects that we talk about with respect to building a new spherical civilizations before, one of them is liberal arts. Music, colors, painting, artwork. Right? Music has been with human civilization in every civilization. Even the most tribal ones have music. Even the indigenous ones for thousands of years have had music. 
Well, what does it do? It translates to energy of consciousness field embedded with geometrical patterns of tunes. Each tune has a pattern. Each tune has a frequency, a note, a pitch. And that is tied in to the vibration of every molecule, every subatomic particle of the air we breathe even. The light that the sun comes through, the earth's magnetic field, the structures of all life. Nothing harmonizes the states of human being and all flora and fauna even with elementals faster than a well-composed music. It is well known that if you play a good piece of music to animals, they like it. Well, why do they like it? They don't speak our language, but the language of music is universal. Everything is known about this. Cultures have practiced it in every culture, everywhere. The effects of colors on the human being, right? Because liberal arts has to do with music, colors, and all kinds of artwork. So the effect of colors is known on a human being. The colors you paint in your living rooms, in your bedrooms, how it affects your mental, physical and emotional states, how it is known even to create healings, how you apply this to your workplace, etc. So we need to change the colors that we associate with. Have more colors in this world. Even the backgrounds of all of this is from my own paintings, <laughs> So, which is full of colors. There is no black anywhere there or white. It's just all colors. We live in a very colorful conscious field and we need to apply that to every field. All fine arts like music, colors are very closely interrelated to geometry and mathematics. Like I just said, it's all rhythm, it's all frequency, it's all in tune with consciousness. This needs to be studied in this way, in our mainstream. Consciousness from ancients. This is completely ignored, saying ancients were... So, consciousness in the sphere of life. Now we come to that yellow, invisible thread. I've colored it yellow there, see? So, as you can see, it's, a, it's an invisible thread of life running through everything, running through all humans, and running through all systems which is in the center. The sphere of life itself, all human beings, all the earth, all the atoms, all the other life forms, all the elementals, everything. So the consciousness is the field which encompasses everything. It's an unbroken thread that means it passes through everything. What you are passes through your atoms. What your atoms are passes through the air you breathe, passes through the atmosphere around in your city, passes right to the earth where you walk. So everything is connected. This connectivity should form the basis, one of the cornerstones of building a spherical civilization. So, how does it relate to this? Now, we already spoke of how it can. All fields of study have to be recalibrated, have to be changed. If this consciousness approach, this dotted yellow line, has to be imbued into everything that we do and brought into all the subjects, the core subjects. Only then we will have uh, a better civilization. Well, a true civilization no more barbaric behavior, no more separation between one human to another or between saying what is living and what is non-living. Just use a neutral term called consciousness and start exploring it, start using it in all scientific fields, 
teach them in mainstream education, bring it into um, sort of well a new evolution for humanity in ways which has never been seen before. It's bringing ancient knowledge, current knowledge, research, and in making it into a proper mainstream subject. Then we start building a new civilization. I'll leave you with this final thoughts. It just occurred to me. So, this is the way it is perceived. Um, again, understand the message in a larger context context, and uh, build upon it, research upon it, make it into a subject, teach the kids, teach the youth, build it into mainstream education, build it into, they will take it into all kinds of other structures, build it into university degrees, build it everywhere. Then we have a good chance of living in harmony because only when harmony is perceived in everything right down to subatomic particles only then you can use it what you don't perceive how are you going to ever use it think about it so I'll leave you with that thank you for listening